from the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. Start three, two, one, let's go. Hey, welcome to About That Life Podcast. I'm your host, Coach C. Collins. I know normally Mark would be here, but he's not here. He hasn't been able to make it. been a little busy. So I'm going to hold it down and try to uh, keep this thing going. Um, I'm trying to get some more guest co-hosts with uh, Coach Ted and uh, Marcus Kirkland. So I'm hoping to get those guys on pretty soon. Um, Other than that, though, I know I haven't done an episode in a long time. So I'm just trying to hold it down for you guys who've been asking and uh, wanting to get more information out there. Remember, on About That Life podcast, we're talking a little bit of AAU life and basketball and just a little bit of politics, a little bit of social commentary, but mainly geared towards hoop and the culture of basketball. So if you feel so inclined and you uh, stopping by, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Before I get into that, let me give a shout out to my sponsors, Dr. Dish, best shooting machine on the market. If you're looking for a uh, top-notch shooting machine, go ahead and hit them up. Tell them about that life sent you. Also, Hardwood Palace, if you're looking for AAU tournaments, you know, rec, ter- uh, rec league tournaments, things that are pretty consistent, go ahead and hit them up. Uh, they all based out, or they're based out of Rockland, California, where we are based at my AAU program, uh, YBA, Youth Basketball Academy. So, Feel free to hit them up, hit Steve or Grant up. They'll get you started, get you guys going in. Now, let's get to today's topic and today's episode. So I got a guest as usual. Um, I've known this guy uh, quite a while. Uh, We've played in a lot of men's leagues against each other and and, kind of just grew up together out here in Sacramento. Um, He's doing doing some great work. You know, he's a – you guys know me. I'm big on – getting black own owners out here and, and entrepreneurs and, and successful black men. That is a big deal to me because I think that needs to be more pushed on the forefront because there seems to be sometimes a narrative that there's not a lot of brothers out there doing some positive things and you'd be surprised how many are actually out there. So I wanted you guys to uh, get a chance to see him, meet him, hear his journey, and, uh, you know, go from there, share his story, and say his truth. So I want to introduce you guys, Steve Jordan. Thanks for being here, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So let's get right into it. Um, tell the people, you know, we're, we're, we're on YouTube, so obviously people going to see it. There's the audio side. I'm everywhere. People going to see it. So... Tell them who you are. Tell them about your basketball journey and, and you know, tell them your background. Get, give me give me a little quick rundown. Okay. Um, man, I'm from Fresno, so come from Fresno. Come from Shout out Jalen Green. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Green, Quincy Ponder, right. Lopez Twins, a lot of guys from, from Fresno. Um, Aaron Haynes, who's also here. Yeah. Um, came up. Went to Sac City. I, uh, I played high school basketball at Central High School in Fresno. Oh, right. Um, actually played two years at McLean and then two years at Central. Okay. Um, Fresno basketball culture is, is different. Um, there's always somewhere to play. So nice. growing up, all we did was play. Pick up, we were at parks. They, they closed this gym, kick us out of this gym. We're, we're on our way down the street to the next one. Nice. Um, so we was just always hooping. We yeah. really loved hoop. Uh, AAU wasn't huge right back then. We did have Ebo. Um, we had Mottsboro there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mottsburg. I know Ebo. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we had an Ebo team. Um, I played on the Ebo team. 
it wasn't like a regular thing like how AAU is now. Right, right. At least for me, it wasn't. Right. Um, it was like tournament. We're going to this tournament. You're going to come play with the, the B team or, you know. Um, that year, that AAU team had Carlos Boozer. Nice. Uh, got a guard, uh, Coop Taylor. Um, Charlie Rodriguez kid uh, they had they had a right. Deshaun Stevenson everybody everybody's listening Chris hear how old we are now <laughs> Chris Jeffries all these guys ended up going pro and, and doing a lot with basketball so um, they were really like the headliners we were, we were just I was just a guy on the team lucky right. to be you know along for the ride on, on some of that stuff hey you but, were on the team man but yeah man I, I loved it basketball was was something that I, I really liked to do um, played basketball and baseball um and uh, my junior year, I transferred to another high school because I, I started getting some interest. Right. So it was like, okay, got to get out of this school and get to a place where I can get yeah. some development and, and things like that. So I transferred and went to a different high school. And um, things went things went good for me there. Good. I, I had a good good little run there. I had some looks out of high school. I was really good academically. Yeah. Uh, my mom was a teacher when oh. I was growing up, and right. she worked at my school, and so she didn't like that is important because enough kids don't put an emphasis on grades these days. Right, my mom, <laughs> my mom didn't didn't take, you know. Right, she didn't take nothing less than a B. So <laughs> I, I didn't have a, a choice. So, um, you know, I was I was good academically. At, you know, bass. I had a, a redshirt opportunity at a high school at a four year, mm -hmm. and uh, my dad got sick. Okay, so um, my dad started having heart issues, so I decided not to go. I stayed home for a year. I went to Fresno City. Okay. Um, I gray shirted there. Just quick question with that too. Um, during that time, was Vance Walburn out there at that time, or um, was he? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Well, oh no, he wasn't there yet. Um, it was Coach I. It was okay. Coach I. Yeah, yeah. It was the Walburn came right after that. But yeah. He was coaching at Clovis West. Okay, that's why. Just yeah, I was just yeah. trying to so get they the timelines. Yeah. They beat us my senior year in the Valley Championship. Oh wow! Okay, and they had the twenty-two year old <laughs> yeah. <so>. right <laughs> dunking on everybody. Yeah, shoot. So yeah, they um, but yeah, that Wahlberg was there. So I went to Fresno City. Um, gray shirted there. They had a, a load of talent. They had guys from New York. They had we had maybe. There was maybe three local guys on that team. Okay. Um, everybody was from New York. Yeah, uh, yeah. Florida. Like they so, had so they recruited. These dudes <laughs> were 23. Right, right. They were coming fresh out of high school. So I was gray shirting on that team. And then um, I had a, a friend that was down here at Sac City. And he was uh, he was going to school. I think he was going to play football at the time. And uh, we came up here, hung out with him, went to Sac City Open Gym, and, and we played. Yeah. Um, the the coach coach Jones he was he was real young coach, yeah. he was cool. Jones been there forever yeah, he, man he, he coached <laughs> yeah. me so he, yeah he was uh, he was real young he was cool we liked it and um you know me and me and my buddy Aaron we played together and being from Fresno we'd never been anywhere right so we came here it was like a vacation it was yeah. like we got in the car going home. Uh, we went to a frat party at Davis nice. on uh, Black Family Day. Oh, shoot, man. We, like, we come Yeah. Back. We, we come <laughs> yeah, back. I so, remember those days, bro. So, yeah, uh, we, we loved it. And um, we were on the on the way home, and I was like, man, I'm coming back. He's like, I'm coming back, too. Like, the coach said we can play. We're coming back. So right. um, I ended up talking to the coaches at Fresno City, letting them know I was going to be, you know. Going to Sac City. Transferring to Sac City. Came down. Um, that school, that next school year, and man, the rest is is pretty much history. After that, played nice. played two years at Sac City. Mm -hmm. um, went on, walked on at Portland State. Nice. Halfway through the year, well, 
initially as soon as I got there, the AD got fired. Oh, normally okay. when the AD gets fired, the yeah, coaches, the coaches, coaches are, next. are next. Yeah, halfway through the season, the basketball coach got fired. Um, he went to be an assistant at Fresno City. I mean Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Coach Schroyer, he's Schroyer. And uh, back then, I was young. I'm, I get to play at Fresno State. He, he, he recruited me. <laughs> right, so right, I'm right. You think it like I'm going there. It wasn't like that. Okay. <laughs> so so uh, I ended up staying at, at Portland, finishing like throughout the first semester, I believe, January. Mm-hmm. And the new coach was like, You're you not, out. You like 15 right now on our list. And right. so um, I called Coach Jones at Sac City and I'm like, Coach, what other schools? What else? He's like, well, you had Western Oregon, you got San Francisco State, you got these schools. So I got on the phone immediately and started calling schools and um, trying to see what I can do in San Francisco State. I ended up going, right, talking to coach there and going back to San Francisco State, and just being being in the situation that I was in, I was really good academically. Yeah. So I didn't need to keep staying in school. Right. I was a sociology major. Went to San Francisco State. They didn't have that major, so I had to major in social science. Okay. So I ended up double majoring in the process, um, finishing up school, played a little bit, did a lot of did a lot of trying out, yeah, a lot of, a lot of you know journeymen. Yeah, yeah. I've here, been I've been there, there, brother. Um, a lot of camps, some CBA stuff, some ABA stuff, some mm-hmm. USBL stuff, right? Uh, just a lot of a lot of stuff like that. And then uh, I got sick. Um, started having some heart issues oh, and, man. and, uh, uh, what year? 2007, mm-hmm. 2007 was the first time I started having some issues like heart, real, real serious stuff, 2007, yeah. 2008. And, um, I started dealing with that. Had some complications from some of the surgeries that I had ended up getting some scar tissue. Oh, um, wow. Scar tissue ended up developing a mass. The mass ended up having some cancer in it. Oh, um, wow. Attached to some other parts of my body. Um, ended up going over, going through a, a, a pretty tough road as far as health-wise. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Basketball wasn't really an option anymore. Right. Um, well, I'm glad you're here, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basketball wasn't really an option anymore at, at, at a point. Um, I had to, you know, give up those hoop dreams and, and get healthy. Um Still kind of attack things like like an athlete, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm doing what they tell me I can't do. And right. The doctors say you can't do this. You shouldn't eat this. You shouldn't right, do right. That. So I wasn't really, you know, behaving the way I, I should have in the beginning. So I had a lot of a lot of issues um, that led to that. But um, when I got done with chemo the first time, I started AAU. Um, I had uh, Zachary and Ryan Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Zach plays at Sac State. Um, their parents, my like my godparents, when I moved here yeah. from Sacramento, they just took me in and nice. um, in 2000, and they kind of were there for me. Um, you know, anything I needed, they you know, right. Any any holidays that we couldn't get home, I they was had your back. Them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was it was uh, you know they I had I always trained the boys right, and um, they had a team called the Sacramento Panthers mm-hmm. and. Um, their dad was like, you want to coach? And I was like, all right, I'll coach. And it was me and him initially. And before you know it, he kind of let me coach and let me take over, just kind of teaching me teaching me the way. And then um, I got sick, and then I took that break. Uh, when I got done um, with that, um, they were like, we want to play again. And they were 
Ryan was eighth grade. Zach okay. was fifth grade. All right. And so um, at the time I was I was working out at Dave Ankrum's gym mm-hmm. um, with all the guys from overseas and right. all the pros. And a, lot, a lot of guys and, and Gus is going, yeah, going yeah, to of both course. of those facilities back Dave and Dave and Gus are living legends out here right yeah, now. Same, yeah. same thing, two different places. So you, right. you can go get some good bump at, right. at both of those places. So um, I was working out there and I met, ended up meeting um, a couple Kings players. Uh, Dante Green, uh, yeah. specifically, and he uh, he wanted to sponsor a team. He's big in the community out here, and so nice. um, me and him started a foundation together, Circle of Success Foundation. Very cool. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, our goal was to um, kind of just highlight all kids. Like we both came from the hood, and there's always stuff for hood kids. Are always this kid. The story's always the same. Right. Very but, much so. What about the kid that got a three point eight? Right. What about the kid whose mom and dad is at home and they don't mm-hmm. mind bringing him to practice? Yeah. You know what I mean? Those kids still need to be. Exactly. Have their tank filled, too. So um, that's what we started our foundation to do. And we uh, we got an AAU. We had an AAU program. And we're going to make it a sponsored team. And so initially we were like, all right, we're going to make this program big. You know, like YBA, we want to grow. Right. right. And then um, we decided to just concentrate it on one group. Yeah, so we're gonna pick. We're gonna get one team, mm-hmm. and we're gonna stay with them from eighth grade all the way until they graduate. Nice and uh, we're smart. Not, we're not gonna take on any other teams. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna do. We're gonna we'll, we'll partner with people. We'll right. share players with people, but we're not gonna do multiple teams so that we could focus. Um, we had the guys come in. We had them sign contracts, um, two point five or higher. Nice. Day. Um, we had the parents sign contracts. <laughs> no, nah, that's good. That's good. We're all playing time. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, we, had, that's, we, we we really that's really the way to do it. Business. We it's a fully sponsored team. This yeah. is how it's going to be. Um, it was. <clears throat> we had a lot of fun. A lot of local talent from the area. Uh, Christian Terrell. Yeah, playing I with the Stockton, mm-hmm. the Stockton Kings. He played at Sac High. Um, he played with us. Uh, Lonnie Powell ended up going up to Cal to play I've football. Heard the name. I haven't seen him. He was I heard the name. Yeah, running back at yeah, Sac yeah. High. And yeah, went up to Cal to play football. Nice. A lot of guys, Cinco Dur. Um, we just had a lot of guys pass through us through okay. our program. We were called uh, Goon Squad. Yeah, C- yeah, yeah. COS Elite. So did that for a while. Um, once those guys became seniors, I was done. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. They, they, we, <laughs> like, we, this we is fun. It, but got them out of here. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of the guys were still playing. Some of the guys weren't. And a couple of the guys, uh, Ryan and Cinco, went up to school together in uh, Montana. Okay. And uh wasn't the situation that the coach promised them. Um, Which I happens. Mean, yeah, it happens. And there was just some, some things that were that were less than, you know, favorable that were said about black players. Mm. As a white coach, you yeah. can only say specific yeah, yeah, yeah. things about Of players. course. Some right. of that stuff, whether you mean it a certain way or not, right. you can't say it like that. And, yeah. and then the whole – um, Cali kid thing They were kind of Getting the stigma Cali kids are soft Cali kids always Want right, to go back right, home right. Of course Stuff like that And so um, Yeah cause we don't like Living in shitty places Go figure Right <laughs> and, Yeah living and, and, and being told One right, thing and, right. You know what I mean So Yeah so they came back And, and Cinco called me He's like I'm thinking about playing He's like, I'm thinking about playing At um, Juco And I was like Well if you're gonna play Juco Go to Sac City so Okay I went there Coach Jones is real fair I, I know he's fair, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he lets his guards play. I play point guard for him, so I right. know what, what what type of game it is. And he's like, would you would you want to coach? And I'm like, man. <laughs> Do you want to go back man, to that word? I didn't think about coaching again. And so um, 
I called Coach Jones. I said, hey, Coach, I got a, I got a point guard for you. And he's like, uh, okay, who is he? I tell him who he is. He's like, oh, okay, I remember him from Sac High. He played yeah. a little off guard. And I'm like, yeah, I said, but he's he's a point guard. He's, he's going to start for you. Okay. Really? All right, yeah, Coach, he's, he played for me, played point guard for me for four years. He's going to start for you. He can go. He's a point guard. So Coach is like, all right, bring him in. I go, I got another question, Coach. He's like, well, I go, are you looking for any help? <laughs> he goes, are we talking about you? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, of course, absolutely. You know, so, <laughs> nice. So I um, show up, you know, first year, coach those guys. Cinco ends up recording, a, played ARC, had a triple-double against <laughs> ARC. And I, and I tell coach, I, go, I told you. I right. Know, this is the guy I was right, talking about. Right. He, he struggled with injury, but he ended up getting, you know, another scholarship going on to UC Merced to play. So it ended up working out good for him. And I just, the next year we had our, our big guy, um, who I coached, Terry Moody, who played up at um, – he played somewhere. Up there, yeah, you know? yeah. He, he played. Uh, he and he was, he was coming to school, and so he called me and he's like, "Hey, are you, are you gonna be going back to city again?" And I was like, "If you're coming, I'm." <laughs> so uh, he came in, and um, so every time you get out, somebody pulls you yeah, right back like, in. I was like, I'm coming up, coach. And then and then I I started the situation I was in. I I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I could be me. I can talk to the guys the way I want to talk to yeah. them. I, I get to be the players' coach. I get to go when coach you know lets a player have it i get to go sit next to him and be like man fuck what he talking about yeah Listen, this is what you need to do right and then coach would be like what you tell him like i told him right exactly ignore you for a minute man, right you know what i mean <laughs> so we kind of we work together but um i just love the situation it, it, it works for me uh i could bring my kids you know sex city yeah, like a family course. uh he coached me 20 yeah. years ago when i was a kid um, he allows us like a lot of freedom, a lot of leeway. He gives us a lot of access. I mean, there's several times during the game where he turns around and asks us, like, "What do you want to do? What should, <laughs> what should we do? Or who right, do you right, want right. to put in? Or, or, right. you know, or we'll say we need a shooter out there, and he'll say, "For who?" And we're like, "I don't know, but we need a shooter out there." He but trusts he, the staff. He, yeah, he trusts us to make those kind of decisions. So that's what led me back to coaching, and that's. That's kind of where we got to where we are today. All right. Well, shout out to Coach Jones. Let me give a splash for him, man. Appreciate that dude. Uh, yeah, I know Coach Jones very well. So, uh, um, and and for people who might be watching or not, you know, fully engulfed in the Sacramento basketball culture out here, um, there's uh, five five major JCs in the immediate area. Well, technically six now, I guess, um, with Folsom Lake. So. Um, there's six JCs in the junior colleges in the media era. When we say JC, uh, there's American River College, there's Sierra College, there's Consumnes River, uh, Yuba City, Folsom Lake, and of course Sacramento City College is where uh, Steve and me are talking about and, and just kind of knowing that culture. So just to catch you guys up, in case you have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, but no, no, man, this is a, that's all good stuff. So, you know, you talked about your career, you talked about. Um, your, your brief time coaching at you what because obviously mainly this show is geared towards that right because a lot of my my niche my my niche my fan base are you know the people that uh listen to this all throughout the country at this point because it is pretty cool that i i i'm noticing through the numbers that i have a pretty consistent fan base of people who who are absorbing this information right. you know 
what is your overall take with AU basketball? I mean, because obviously it's evolved from when we were younger. You know, I'm 39 years old, but it was it evolved from when we were younger to what it is now, where it's like, you know, shoot. I think utilize the right way could be beneficial. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you got to be careful of the programs that you that you put your kids into or that you decide to support. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of coaches are out here for themselves. Um, there's a lot of coaches that like we had a fully sponsored team, but yeah. we still had tryouts. Mm-hmm. We still had guys that were, you know Isaiah Bates, who ended up being a, a real big uh, Yuba basketball player, went on to get his degree and played at Bellevue. He um, he didn't play the whole first year because he had a two point two. No, like you said, two point five. The contract hour. he signed was two five. Yep, you know what I mean, and so. Just if if you can have an AAU program and kind of uphold those kind of standards, it's I think it can be beneficial. Um, well, shout out to you and doing that because you know as well as I do, there's a lot of AAU programs they don't yeah. give a fuck about your grades. Oh, yeah. there's a, there's, I mean, and we we had guys coming to us saying, "All right, this this program wants to fly us here and here and here for this," and we kind of stuck to our grounds, which which ruffled a lot of feathers in the AAU right. world for me because. They were like you, because I told my kids, "Look, we're one team. You play for another team, then you play for them. I'm, right. I'm gonna fill your spot. Right. We got somebody spending, you know, a lot of money every year for this team, so you got to give us the same commitment. Exactly. So, um, that was just kind of what we went by. Uh, we we shared with our younger team, which was JT Elite. Yeah. So we would we would bounce players back and forth mm-hmm. there, but other than that, we were one team, and so, um, I think that. I think social media, yeah, that's definitely has changed a lot to do with it because now everything's about how you look and how mm-hmm. it looks and how your team highlights, <laughs> what your record is and how, right. how many. As a coach, some of these coaches are, you know, didn't get to didn't get to fulfill what they wanted to fulfill, right. and so they get you get this kid who looks like he could do everything you wanted to do, and you you know what I mean. You and can definitely, just, I definitely would agree with you. You can you can tell the coaches who are like. They're not doing it for the sole purpose of just enjoying the game, wanting to see right. the kids grow. They're trying to fill something in themselves that right. they couldn't achieve. Because exactly. you and I both know, and I'm sure you've seen enough and been around enough. We know the guys, and again, I ain't going to call nobody out, but we know the guys who actually like played ball and right. were able to make some moves with it and the guys who just you know were around basketball. You know what I'm saying? There's but a the, difference. <laughs> but, the, but the crazy part, they all coaching. You right. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got, you know, when, when I was, when I, when we were young, I'm, I'm close to your age, I'm a little older than you, but when I was growing up, man, um, you know, the coaches knew basketball. Yeah. You, you know, everybody knew basketball. You can go, I mean, I'm recruiting, that's one of my main jobs at Sacramento City is to recruit. Yeah. I've been in some of these high school practices, and I'm like, man. Don't know what they're doing, right? And these kids are waiting on offers. And it's crazy. And I'm like, this development that you're doing, if this is what you guys are doing every day for the season, there's nobody in here getting an offer. Yeah. Y'all not ready. Yeah. And so um, just the AAU scene, it's about finding a developmental program. Somebody, and and to me, I like, like if my son was to play – I'm going to look for a program kind of like what I had. I want one team. I don't want a big – I understand that there's big programs and they got yeah. six 
nine U teams and three, four, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? That, and that's, a red and a that's, black you know, and that's my program, right? right. That's why IBA. And, and, and that's for some people. Right. Uh, my son's just learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I didn't put a ball in his hands. I waited for him to ask for one. Mm -hmm. So um, I would put him with a program that was going to help him grow the whole right. day. Um, yeah. It's just different. So yeah. there's different fits for different people. And um, a program as big as yours is going to come with things that a program, a small program won't. You're, you guys are going to get training. Right. You guys are going to get different kind of, you know what I mean? And there's pros and cons to both sides. Because, like, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, look, look where I'm in a, I, we got this facility, facility right? And this, right. and and that's part of why we need to be a bigger program. Because right. I'm gonna be quite honest, those kids and these families are helping to keep the lights right. on in that's this exactly, place. You know that, what I mean? That's exactly how it works. And, <laughs> and then, and then, with that being said, like I said, you guys have opportunity for camps, yeah. and trainings, and and all the things like that. We were a smaller team, so we had to. You got to rent gym space, right? Right? Yeah. Need an hour break. Right? We turn exactly. This weekend, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you you know, there's it's. There's definitely a blessing to be in a situation that you're. But there are, but the pros of like being a smaller program is, you know, you get the family feel. You yeah. really get to know everybody, and everyone gets to know each other. You know, you have each other's back. It doesn't, at least from my experience, because a lot of my teams stick together for the long run. It, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that revolving wheel. Every few months, you know, a kid leaves, another one here. You know, I, of course, some kids going. You know, things happen, but. It's like hopefully you can always keep a core intact. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's the that's the most important thing is getting guys to, that you can keep together that are like each other. Uh, you know what I mean? And and I think you can grow. I I, I like programs that push togetherness. Like I, Marcus. Yeah. I, I like what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Marcus. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I like what he's doing. Um, Shout out to him, man. Program. <laughs> so it's especially what he does with the kids. He, yeah. You know, he's always talking to him and explaining to them um you know teaching i always when i go to basketball now especially being a coach i go to watch basketball but i i watch interactions right i watch when that kid gets yelled at is he getting corrected when right. he comes to the sideline right are you telling them what to do or are you just telling them not to do that right you know what i mean so um it's weird because now watching it from the coach's side <laughs> you know that's not what you right you know used to looking for exactly but, well, now you know. I mean, well, switching gears, we'll talk more about that. I wanted to. I want you to talk about what you do because um, that's part of the reason why I'm glad to have you on the show. Because for you guys who don't know, you own a barbershop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it looks very successful. Uh, he also has a clothing line. He brought me some clothing. Got to show this to the camera real quick. So. So why why the uh what what's the the idea what's the idea so, of the brand this is this says stay clean y'all so, yeah, so you know that, that's a that's one of my apprentices uh, Jeff Ortega he's uh, yeah so I, I own a barbershop so mm -hmm. I start there um, yeah Barber's Dream we we're one of the largest barbershops in NorCal we got fifteen barbers oh and hold on before and just so you guys know who are watching on YouTube and everything I'm gonna have links to his barbershop his websites his social media all that stuff so you guys can go follow him support him and uh, check out what he's doing yeah and so um so we got we we really try to run it like. I run it like a basketball team. Yeah. Um, I recruit guys. I nice. don't I don't ever post like now hiring or anything. Like right, that. right, right. Everybody that's on my team has been recruited. Um, as you notice my son has a shirt that says dream team on yeah. it. Yeah. That's kinda our theme. <laughs> we run things like a like a basketball program. Very cool. So I you know, I recruited the guys that I got 
and everyone that comes in is like family. And yeah. so um, I encourage my team, um, not not just not being being a black business owner is is tough because you got the you got the people that say you need to hire all black people. Well, that's you, you're a black business owner. You need right. why you don't have all black right, farmers right. in your shop. And then you got the people that say you need to stay away from black people. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you got black it people. Is. Yeah, yeah, you're you know right. What I mean, so you're it's right. like finding the balance. Um, my shop is one of the most diverse shops in in the city for sure. Um, I don't. Know. Oh, where's it? Um, where's it? I'm, I know where it's located. We're in Elk Grove. We're located in Elk Grove at Elk Grove and I five. Yeah, um, right next to Huckleberries. Uh, so we have, you know, anybody that walks through the door can get service. Nice. Uh, it, it can get a haircut shave facial whatever you know mm-hmm. whatever whatever service you, you desire um what right. got you what kind of got you interested in that where you always like cutting well, was, a little yeah, bit was, and stuff and so just kind of playing basketball yeah. we go on tournaments of course yeah 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 cleaned yeah. up so yeah. i was always the one cleaning everybody up and i had little brothers so I okay used to, i used to whack them <laughs> <laughs> we were so um yeah got into that and then um when i got done when I got done with the AAU stuff and I was working with the city, I was doing some grant writing, um, doing some fiscal budget and stuff like that. And it just wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. And uh, I wanted, I'm, I'm like, I, I love basketball. I love cutting hair. And I wanted to figure out how I could do both. Put both cultures together, right? And I yeah. wasn't going to be able to coach. Right. And go to work at nine to five every day. Yeah. So, trust me. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and at the time I had a bunch of like high school offers, mm-hmm. high school jobs, high school positions yeah. in Sacramento. So coaches, like, man, you need to come in and apply for this. And what you did with the, your AAU team, you can come and do that here mm-hmm. for the program. And so I thought about it, but, um, I just, I, I you can't know, live I mean, off them I, high school. Right. Tricks. And so, and so <laughs> I, I, once I got my barber, I, I went around to, I got my barber's license. I went around, I worked in a shop for like two days. I was like, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. I went to another shop. I didn't even stay. I was like, I'm gonna go get something to eat. I was that guy. <laughs> go I, <laughs> and I was like, man, if, um, if I want a specific environment, I got to create it. Yeah. And so, um, I met I met somebody at Barber College and he kind of felt the same way and so I opened up a shop and then from that point on um you know my first business my first shop ended up we ended up splitting going our separate ways and mm-hmm. and I didn't do things the way I had thought in my head right so this time I was like you know what I'm going to do like a basketball and it was I'm a lot of like a basketball team and just I just want to delve into that just a little bit too like that first shop you did right with your partner Lloyd was was it kind of a learning process a lot of trial and error like you know this works this didn't work you know what I mean a lot of learning um for one I learned I don't need a partner (laughs) fair enough (laughs) fair enough because when you have when you have a partnership you have two minds yeah and and you both have your own and they can both be right. Yeah. His vision could have been right for what he wanted. And my vision was right for what I wanted. And Absolutely. for me to want to build a team a specific way and want to build a network a specific way, um, like a team, like a basketball team, like uh, the guys I play with at Sac City, they're my best friends. Yeah. I talk to them every day. We got a group chat right nice. now. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I wanted my barbers to be like that. I didn't want it to just be a bunch of guys that show up and come to work. Right. So right. Um, that's kind of how I do I. You know, it's like I'm. I need. I need a rebounder. Yeah. You know what I mean. I need somebody who's going to open every day. Right. I need somebody who's going to pick that towel up. Right. Instead of step over it. I need somebody. So, 
just picking a different player for every role on the team. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of how I use basketball into what I'm doing. And uh, that's how I got, you know, got there. Well, and then, well, no, that's great. I, then, so this is what I want to talk to you about with the barbershop culture, right? We, we know as black men and just black culture in general. Um, I mean, look at LeBron James. He made a show. The barbershop, right? It's crazy. Shop talk. So <laughs> we did this for LeBron James. Right, right, right. When I opened my first shop in uh, in 2015, yeah, that was kind of one of the things that we wanted to do to kind of generate the buzz. And mm -hmm. we linked with Dwight Taylor. Yeah. And he was just getting started. He hadn't wrote any any of his books or anything like that. And we would come, he would come in and we would do shop. We would call it Meeting of the Minds, mm -hmm. Shop Talk. And I would call all the barbershop owners from the area. Yeah. And we would meet. <laughs> and we would so talk about the market. We would talk about pricing. We would talk about materials. We would talk about, like, I mean, my my concept was, look, if you're buying a case of Barberside and I'm buying a case of Barberside and he's buying a case of Barberside, why don't we get it in bulk and have them delivered at one location and then right. split it? Right, and then save cut our, costs. Save our money. Right. right. And so I learned quickly that in business, not everybody's willing to work together. Right? Absolutely. So you, start, <laughs> you have those kinds of meetings and then you start to see, like, wait, we talked about right we talked about that and i'm not in it you right know what i mean i know and you they, start seeing stuff yeah. like that and so uh it's cutthroat like that man man business when 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 yeah yeah business gets like that so learning that kind of stuff um you know we had that shop talk and yeah. so sports is always it's always been a, it's been one you know one can't exist without the other right yeah, the yeah. barbershop talks sports talks i mean it's just a part of the culture, man. You go, I go, I go to either pro style or um, in the mix with Tone or any of those guys, right? And and we still, you know, we talking. Obviously, it's the playoffs right now. Right. We're gonna get into that even more. So, but and I'm a Warriors fan, so you okay. know, we talk more and more and more. But it's like, um, I thought I just having you on the show. I really wanted to kind of. I I just for those who don't know, I mean, we know, right? And right. and the kids that. have really in hoop and obviously especially uh, young black kids know but I always got to remind myself we're not the majority of people a lot of people don't know our culture a lot nah, of people don't know. know you know the debates and, the, and the, the atmosphere out there and it's crazy because my shop's in Elk Grove yeah um, so it's it's a melting pot right right right, right. so um, I got my, my one of my best friends uh, Quinny, Quint, Quentin Green he mm -hmm. comes in and he's the He's the shit talker. He, he comes in and, and he, anybody's team, he's right, right. About this. He, he knows sports. He knows he knows sports top to bottom. Oh, so if you got Lakers fans in there, I know I he would have to be he's talking. talking baseball, basketball. He, crazy thing is, he doesn't like LeBron, right? But he's a mellow fan. Oh wow! So this was probably okay. one of the worst. Yeah. Years oh, him, this is so. yeah. Oh, but yeah. yeah um, so that culture is there that he yeah. comes in and everybody and and I can see you know these guys that aren't kind of used to that culture. They're like, oh. Quinny's here. Right. He about to talk sport. He's been talking <laughs> shit the whole time. And so, yeah, it's good. So, we've, you know, we've had the Iverson AI right, debate. Right, 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 you know right, right, I mean? right. And the LeBron bait. And then, of course, the COVID stuff, right. the Kyrie stuff. Yep. So, a lot of boxing. We talk a lot of boxing. Yeah. So, just, just keeping that, that culture. Why, and before we move on, just why do you think that is? I mean, now, I mean, I have my own thoughts on it or whatever, but you're kind of, you're facilitating it. I mean, it's your shop. You know, wh why do you think it's just such a natural good fit? I mean, if it's because we're just guys and we just love sport, yeah, you know, but so. it's just a combination I, of all that, right? I think, I mean, because we've had, 
we have uh, female clients that come in the same thing. They yeah. join the conversation about rap, or right, about right, 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 or about uh, whatever. I think it's just a common ground, it's a, yeah. com- a common meeting area. I agree. Where um, you can express your opinion, and and um, I think at least in my shop, the environment that is set is you could say something that would typically be embarrassing mm-hmm. or or wrong right and it's not and we're gonna laugh so much that it ain't, <laughs> right you're gonna be right like, you know what i mean so you can give your opinion that's cool and and um that's just the type of environment that we try to keep and i think that i've been in other other barbershops other cultures and I mean, just having the game on, that ain't yeah. the same. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's not the same as actually getting that culture. And being yeah, man, I, I, I do, because I just, uh, it's just, it's always fascinated me, I guess. I mean, it doesn't, you know, now that I'm older and I analyze everything, but it's just like some always thought that was, that was very unique to our culture. It's just some um, sports athletes. I mean, at the end of the day, what it's like uh, Deion Sanders said, right? Uh, uh, feel good, look good, play good, right? So, <laughs> and that's the next thing is that fashion, <laughs> right? Sports, fashion, and grooming is all kind of yep. starting to tie in together. So then, talk to me about the clothing. Talk about where where that uh, sparked so, that interest in so and the, all that. The clothing, um, yeah, the clothing business, line. Business, business, business mentor, right, uh, yeah. So I got I got my own clothing line. Trending right. topic, trending topic clothing. Uh, we have my daughter has her own line under trending topic. Little dreamers, very uh, cool. My, my barber Jeff has a stay clean, uh, stay clean collection. Nice. Uh, my apprentice, um, actually, my very first apprentice. He's actually licensed now. He's no longer my apprentice, but he's got his own clothing line. He's got his own hair products. Very cool. Uh, he's doing everything I did. Uh, he kind of like. Yeah, took on the role of an apprentice and and really made it happen. Um, so the clothing line started uh, initially. Uh, we would go to like barber battles and mm-hmm. things like that. And yeah. I was like, man, I'm, I'm put my name. My, my <laughs> business mentor was like, the thing that you need to do is you need to get cracking as a barber. If you get cracking as a barber, everything else is going to be easy. Yeah, like, I'm putting my name on my shirt. <laughs> I get a shirt. I put my name, and this right. is like. Instagram is just getting started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put my Instagram tag on there. We go out of town and people are like, can you make me one? Right, like, right. I can make one. I ordered the transfers yeah, yeah. and we were ordering the transfers at first and we were just ordering transfers, pressing them on nice, shirts. Nice, Um And then uh, I had a, a, a friend that um, every time we would talk, uh, the her reply would be like, it's because I'm dope. And so... <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm going to put that right, on a shirt. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I did. I, I put it on a shirt because I'm dope on a shirt, and that went crazy. Um, so I like I, that. Yeah, then I went with the trending topic clothing. So we started just picking, like, issues and, and picking topics and, and running with it. And then um, I found a, I, you know, just taking it to another level, I found a vendor. Mm-hmm where I could get quality. So then it was like, okay, now it's not just getting t-shirts and pressing on them. Now we're getting quality comfort fit. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting, now we're getting into yeah the fashion side right, and right. making sure people uh, actually like what they're, what they're purchasing. Yeah. And then, wow. um, and then I also wanted to stay relevant. So like, I don't know if you saw it during the bubble, mm. um, the NBA bubble, Chris Haynes, the NBA reporter, he played actually at Sac City with I know, us. I know that. Yeah. And uh, I have a shirt that says, uh, all we ever did was be black. Yeah. And the day that uh, the Milwaukee Bucks the protested, protested play, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had that shirt on. Oh, very cool. And no, they I told him, like, you got to go on air. And he's like, I don't got a suit. I wasn't supposed <laughs> to be on air today. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm wearing this shirt. And they were like, well, that's fitting for what's, right, what's, for what's going on. Right yeah. Now. 
And the sales went through the roof that next month. I'm wow. Sure. He wore it on ES on TNT. <laughs> Funny how that works, right? Yeah, it's crazy. He wore I had a mask, black is dope mask, a shirt. We have some black is dope. We had a whole yeah, black, yeah. black collection. Um, I next guess thing you know, you wake up, a bunch of order. You're like, whoa, all we right. We can't keep up. Can't, uh, at one point, <laughs> no, we that's great, up. man. Yeah, so um, I got you another one in there, too, yeah. free-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we had a, 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 that free-ish one went, went pretty crazy. So um, I just started trying to stay relevant and um and then i i hired uh my niece as my assistant um and she kind of wanted to do fashion i've always yeah. hired either past players some of my au guys mm -hmm. someone i've mentored i've always give somebody a chance that's so, good um I, I hired them give them give them a shot let them make shirts for me let them figure it out let them learn yeah. something see if they like it yeah. teach them about business and so she's really been um taking over like with the design and i i had hashtag and letters <laughs> I mean, she's she's kind of changing things up getting us design my uh and my apprentice jeff he's got some some good design ideas too and so really we just want to um you know stay clean is yeah and your barber we're barber right right you know right i mean stay clean i gotta stay faded yeah the series coming back this this um summer so just put things that are relevant to what we do. Uh, my business mentor told me a long time ago, and that's his book, uh, Chuka. Chuka yeah, Torres. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, I'm gonna mention him real. Yeah, he kind of walks me through a lot of yeah. a lot of the decisions that I make. Um, Good, and he kind of tells me what he would do. He doesn't ever really tell me what to do. He just right. tells me what he would do if he right. were me. And sometimes what he would do is different from what he would do if he were me. Okay, because my situation is different, and he always gives me that, you know that. Uh, how do I say? I guess neutral right, advice. Right, right, right. So I can always make the best decisions that that work for me. And so um, I don't just have the clothing line. I got products. I have razors. I have yeah. shampoo. I have conditioner. I have oh. hair pomade. All um, right. We got a hand sanitizer on the way. We got a uh, a cologne on the way. We got a hand and face lotion for men on the way. We got uh, I hope y'all listening and hearing this, man. Because yeah, y'all come on order this stuff, man. That's part that's part of why he y'all need to hear this, man. So y'all can get this bad stuff. No, yeah. that's what's up, bro. Yeah, so and and one thing that he would tell me is if you're gonna work in an industry, you need to find a way to be relevant in the industry. Yeah. And you gotta evolve. You gotta adapt, right? You gotta evolve and adapt with everything and and it looks like I mean, you know, just hearing everything you're telling me, I mean, you're highly intelligent and you're making very powerful moves and you're you have the foundation which seems to be the shop but it's not the only thing you know what i mean it right. looks like you're trying to you're using that as the foundation but you're you know you're making your reach all over right. and that's in my opinion that's the best way to find success and that's a discipline that comes from basketball right um, right understanding what it takes yeah what it takes to make a team what and it takes do, to win a doing it every day it and grinding and, and all that and then to keep a team together, understanding what it's going to be like when that person doesn't get along with that person, mm -hmm. not passing the ball. Or, you know what I mean? I, I just kind of translate it all to the same thing. Uh, you know, I try to make sure that I, I I take what I learned from basketball and just apply it to, to what I'm doing. Man, that's very cool. So um, last thing before we get into hot takes, um, I kind of wanted your take. So, you know, so – couple things I'm going to ask you with this one, right? Then you put your JC coach's hat on, right? So the transfer portal, right, clearly has changed the game as far as 
collegiate basketball, college sports in general, right? You got plenty of coaches right now that are like, okay, this is insane. You know what I mean? And and I've talked to college coaches because, as people have known throughout the show, and even though it's been a while since I did uh, about that life episode, but in my other side podcast and stuff, they know I've been, my team's on the UA circuit, right? You know, shout out to Under Armour. That's why I got to wear this all the time. <laughs> but, like, they, you know, I talk a lot about how this works, how the recruitment works. So kind of the hierarchy I'm seeing in kids getting recruited for colleges now, it's pretty much the transfer portal, JC, prep school, then high school, right? So right. high school players have kind of become the bottom of the totem pole. Now, of course, if you're a top 100, ESPN top 100, all that stuff, you know, you're seven foot. I mean, you're clear. But I'm talking about, like, there's obviously a bunch of talented athletes. Oh, we but got, We got this year, man. You got six nine, yeah, six ten kids going D two, right? Going that would normally be going D one. Exactly, the transfer portal is brutal. Uh, yeah, even for us, it, it hurts us. Uh, COVID, COVID killed us because whereas NCAA guys got a free year to play, we didn't. Right. So, um, there's a log jam. There's a log jam for JUCO guys coming mm-hmm. out right now. So mm-hmm. guys that are getting offers right now are, are fortunate, um, but. The the four years want to get older, right? Instead of younger, so yeah. Where, whereas they would be coming in and getting a kid, no one's paying for red shirts anymore. So um, that transfer portal is making it easy for them to get older instead so, of younger. So would you say to high school kids? Because what I've been recommending to honestly a lot of high school kids, especially this this upcoming class twenty twenty two, I've been telling them y'all need to go JC. I mean that's kind of what I've been pushing for a lot of them. So. Yeah, well I'm, I'm biased because I'm a JC. Coach, well, yeah, of course, of and I think that we need to turn this level up a little bit, yeah. which is why I recruit the guys that I recruit. Like mm-hmm. I don't recruit any player that looks like he's a JC player. Right. For right. me, the guys that I recruit, I recruit guys that think they shouldn't be going JC. I want the guys with the chip on their shoulder, guys that that yeah. maybe should be going a higher level, but because of what's going on, they're not. Right. So, um, yeah, I've been telling guys that. Too. I mean, guys will go to a D three or to a small school uh, and put and pay thirty grand a year when you can go to JUCO for free. Yeah, for two years and take when you when you get there, you're going to do the same thing. What I always tell guys is go look at that roster, look at how many freshmen are playing, mm-hmm. look at how many sophomores are playing. So you want to go there right out of high school and play and pay thirty k a year to play six minutes a game because to say you went to a four year school even though it's a small school when you can go to JUCO take those same classes before right. you get it out of the way and by the time you're actually an impact player getting minutes you've now developed yeah you understand what it's like to be responsible because you've been on a college campus yep. um, you can handle you the class load yeah, all if, that stuff if you stayed home you saved money right uh, there's just so many positives to go in JUCO now that um, and that's what I told my guys um, when I recruited them this year there's there's a lot of guys that are out of position. There's yeah. a lot of guys that are playing the four that will never touch a post, <laughs> even at the right, Juco level. Right, you right. know what I mean? So it's like I've been telling guys, like, look, go Juco, come, even if it's not sexy. Right. Uh, go Juco, develop, get better. If you think that you're better, they're going to come and get you. We had a guy, Greg Milton, uh, came and played for us. Same thing, he had a couple D2 offers. He was going to go to Yuba. He came, he said, Coach, I just think I'm better than – offers that i got so if you think you're better they're gonna come right you gotta you gotta show that you're better right wyoming came after his freshman year there got you a go. scholarship d1 scholarship you know what i mean so it is 
the transfer portal makes it tough for high school guys, especially and especially if you like. I mean, we got we got some some good high school guys out in Sacramento. Today. Yeah, Amir yeah, Britton's, Amir Britton's a, a yeah a Division one player. Yeah, I agree. And then um, I know you. I saw on your Facebook you recruited um lot. Yeah, he's you know coming. I mean? He's coming, he's coming in the coming, city. Yeah. He's he's a di- Division one basketball yeah, player. Which, right. You know, he's got to develop. And mm-hmm. but like. These guys are Division One. Amir to me is easy. Um, a lot of other guys, it's potential and development. Right. But Amir is easy. But he's not going to get a Division One offer because no. of the transfer portal. Right. Because if you could bring in a junior point guard, why would you bring in a freshman? Well, exactly. Uh, what I've been calling it is, um, well, I, I is you, and so if anybody says this, I said it first. But no, I've been calling. Uh, I've been telling my guys. I said uh, a lot of colleges currently, especially at the D one D two level. They're looking for uh, instant oatmeal players. Right. You know what I mean? Just add water, right. good to go. You and know now, what I mean? I think he can play. Yeah. But it's are they going to give him that opportunity? Right. Being, being so young, that's right. all they're looking. They're just they're just not looking at high school right. kids. I mean, I have Division One coaches that I talk to, and I call them. And every time I see a kid, I'm calling like, "Hey, this Claxton at an endocrine." Yeah, I'm yeah, calling yeah. Oh, the coaches kid. I know because I'm trying to get. I'm trying to create my my relationship. So I'm like, hey, there's a kid out here. I'm at this Elk Grove game. There's a kid out here. I think he can play at this level. He, I think he's special. He right. Ah, oh, man, I got this junior. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I got, man, did you right. see who hit the portal the other day? So-and-so hit the portal. Right. We can get a hold of him. And so, you know, and then it's got these guys kind of waiting. Right. So they're like, oh, you know, you got. And, and well, and then a, they get discouraged. Well, as a, yeah, they they're getting discouraged. And then as a as a coach, as a JUCO coach, you kind of want to be honest with them. Yeah, You'd be like, bro, there's no offer coming. Right. And I like Amir may get a late D one offer. I think, yeah. I, I think it's possible he can play. And he's every yeah. game he goes and plays in, he's lighting it up. Mm-hmm. He's MVP everywhere he goes. So right. it, it's very possible for him. I, I you know I would hope for that for him. He's a Plus, I don't want to see him in our league. <laughs> Fair <laughs> you enough. You know what I mean? But, right. But um, he's he's talented. So, and, and when you look at things like that, you look at th- this kid, and you know, you're like, this is the best kid in the area, and he he can't get in. I mean, he's getting some D two offers, yeah, yeah. some good looks, but he's not getting his level, that, right? That I, that, you know, that everyone thinks he should be getting because of the traffic. Um. So JUCO's gonna I think over these next two or three years, JUCO's gonna become real important. I think so. I think it's actually gonna become very dominant like it used to. I remember at least when I was when I was playing JUCO and at that time it was two thousand one or two thousand two. Yeah, and it was um it was Bubion there and yeah. Palmer yeah. and all that. That's you, when you, I played. I yeah, and you know how dominant I mean that that JC level was so All fierce. All these guys were player of the year candidates. Right. Like on our team, we had Stefan Harris, mm-hmm. Brandon Walden, and Stefan Smith. I think they were all three like up for player of the year. Yeah, senior year. that's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, JC hasn't been, at least in my opinion, to that competitive degree in a long time. And I think it's going to actually go back to that because kids aren't good. I, I'm, like I said, I'm encouraging kids. Go JC because – I think it's going to still take at least may, uh, this year, next year, maybe even one, maybe even one more year to regulate things kind of back to normal yep. from the effects of COVID. Yeah, they got to clear that long. Yeah, first. And, and it's and it's um, and it's tough because you obviously, you know, we <laughs> we're we, we you know we play for fun if if we play at all, right? We the OGs and and we we 
lived our basketball dream. So it is tough watching some of these kids kind of going through this and having to maneuver it. I, I try to tell my guys and keep them encouraged. Say, hey, man, keep your head up, keep pushing, right. keep going. But I can understand where sometimes they feel like, oh, man, what's the point? Or, you know, nobody's going to see me and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know. It's it, tough. It's tough, man. I just try and push level. I think if if a lot more kids understand level, mm-hmm. I think it'll help them. Under like, like a lot of these kids that are waiting for someone to see them, it's like, you know, these guys are waiting on like a pack pack ten, you know. Right, they're waiting on Duke. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it's like if Big Sky wasn't at practice. Duke isn't coming at all. Right, you know what right. I mean? So a lot of these guys don't understand level. And so that's what I recruit guys that understand level. Like, so what do you want to do? Right. You know, because if they say, I want to go to Duke, I'm going to say, okay, this is what it takes to go to Duke. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, when right. everybody else is going home, going to sleep, you're going back to the gym. Yeah. And everybody else is doing that. You know what I mean? So they're, they're, And I have those same conversations too. And it's so funny sometimes those kids respond because you'll say, you need to do this, this, yeah. this. And they're like, oh, I can't do that. Okay. Yeah. You, you can't you go to Duke. Want, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. And that's to walk on. Right. You right. Do this, 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 to walk on at. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to get a scholarship to do, you got to do all of that and score right. thirty again. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, getting the guys to understand level and understand what they can. With you know, I think once we start getting that, then they'll start to see JUCO as that that bridge that it is and that stepping stone that it is and they'll be able to get to a place where they can catapult and this year i think we got man we got we got some yeah i've been out. seeing our, our like leagues, i said i've been seeing the recruitment yeah, stuff you've been posting yeah it looks like you guys got a good team so and we're trying to change it up too so like you know get put out the committed posts and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to get back to like team shoes like mm-hmm. all that stuff's absent you right. know what i mean so yeah um team shoes and, and team outings and yeah. bring back the competitiveness right and, and so we, yeah, we got a lot of a lot of the areas, guys that can go. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, well, I want to get um. Well, I guess I, I should say I'm, my overall last question before we move on to the last bit of stuff is um, what is your overall uh, future plans? I mean, do you have anything lined up? I mean, I know you got the clothing line, the shop, the you know your kids, the family. I mean, yeah, the whole that's, deal. That's What's it, man? Just, <laughs> just living, uh, living in in what I'm doing. Uh, I'm opening up a barber college. Oh, uh, see, that's what's that, up. Got that on the way. Actually, everything's done. I'm just waiting on the on the green light. Um, wanna wanna expand my business. Wanna open up another shop. I also want to open up a facility, a basketball facility. That'd be great. Um, somewhere out uh south sacramento area yeah. gold area there, there was that one that was the uh, the ball academy yeah right? ball academy yeah. something like that but yeah, like know, that. they're busting at the seams yeah. there's just not enough court space so right, um, right. i wanted to do something like that but other than that man yeah just just be a dad man hang out coach at sac <laughs> city i don't i don't want to i'm not trying to be a head coach right 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 i right. Trying to go to high school <laughs> i ain't trying to move on i had a couple you know, people offer me like recruiting jobs and things like that. Uh, I love it at Sac City. Yeah, I love it at Sacramento City College. And that's it's a good feeling to have, man. Right when you know like where you should yeah, be at and yeah, you I'm feel good, good about there. it. I, I know what I, you mean. Coach takes care of me. Yeah, he, he makes sure I get everything that I need, and you know, um, and and I like that I could tell the players the truth. Right, I could tell them exactly 
what they're going to get when they get there. I, I can tell them, like, look, you got an opportunity to start, and they're going to have an opportunity to start. I don't have to just tell them that to get them in the door. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. And so I um, I appreciate that. So, my, you know, I told Coach – I'm there till he's done. <laughs> Depending on who comes in next, I don't right, know if I'm right. gonna be here with with them. But I'm there until he's done, and and that's what I plan to do. All right, give us some good stuff. So let's talk hot takes. Um, biggest thing I want to talk about right now: uh, college athletes getting paid. Um, well, let's just ask the quick yes or no on your opinion on that. Should collegiate athletes get paid? Yes. Okay, very good. I totally agree with that. <laughs> and we've been through it, so we know the struggle, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of NIL deals. Guys are getting paid damn near six figures. And in and, and the overall, of course, there's the big long-winded answer. But for those who might not understand, I'm going to give you guys the cliff notes and the quick version. Basically, you can use your social media you can use your likeness to uh, get deals. I will give you guys a few examples. Um, uh, well, let me first explain a few the, how the effect of the transfer por portal is affecting things. And I'll show that for you guys checking it out into um, conjunction with um, the NIL deal and getting money. So you got notable kids like Imani Bates transferring uh, Keon Brooks from Kentucky, Donald Carey from Georgetown. A.J. Green, Northern Iowa, um, Tyrese Hunter, Iowa State, uh, who else? Am I? Courtney Ram, uh, Ramey from uh, Texas. You got Michael Severino from Duke. I mean, you got – these are guys that are in the transfer portal looking to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? These are pretty notable names. So, you know, I wanted to talk about so people can understand kind of this NIL deal and understand that it's for, um, for all – sports basketball players basketball and football players are the ones at least with the analytics since the stats are proven they're the ones getting the most deals and most money but let's just be real those are the most notable players typically right. those are the ones people they're bringing in the river exactly those are the ones when you think florida gators most people think of that football team right you know they're not thinking of the tennis team right. it just is what it is so those guys who are bringing in all this income the ncaa basically had to finally own up and recognize that as, as corrupt as an organization. And let me make this very clear because don't get me wrong, sports in the NCAA and the opportunity for athletic scholarships did help equal out the playing field as far as um, we as a people and a culture, as far as black people being steps behind, right? We got an opportunity to get an education. We got an opportunity to enlighten ourselves and, and, and maybe come out debt free, no doubt. But, there is definitely a hypocrisy to all that and exploitation to it. Because if you look at the the if you guys want to go back 20, 30 years, um, look at the analytics. I'm not going to get all into it. There, it's there for the public yourselves. Look at the NC the NCAA has to publish their um their their numbers to the IRS. Look how much March Madness brings in as opposed to how much money they're really pushing out. It's very clear, very clear. Uh, the NCAA is winning that, you know what I mean? So go, go look. I suggest for those who are listening or checking it out, go look for it yourself. Find him. I'm big on people enlightening themselves. So let's talk about the, the NIL, right? Like, so a lot of these uh, kids, for instance, um, uh, I'm going to speak, uh, which football team is this exactly? Because it was one that was, I thought, Arkansas, Arkansas's football team. Uh, 14 of their players each have... And uh, I think the 
one of their players has the least one has 40 40,000 followers on their between their Instagram or their on their Instagram and about 1.1 million on their TikTok and that's the guy who has the least, right? Mm-hmm. Um 14 of those Arkansas players signed deals with Vitamin Shop, right? So they're doing ads and promos and things like that and they're getting like uh they're getting paid pretty good, you know what I mean? So any pretty much any player with 10k plus followers has an opportunity to make money. Um, if you guys think to someone like a Mikey Williams, who's, you know, just a high school kid, but I think his following's at 2.4. No, I think it's at 4.4 million now or something like it's it's ridiculous. You got grown men going up to this kid trying to get his autograph, which I think is the weirdest shit ever. Cause you know, (laughs) he has a day exactly like, and he's transferring again, uh, uh, to Lake Norman. Uh, so this kid is literally, I think transferred every year of high school. So played five. Five school exactly so i don't know i don't know and to me that that equates a lack of loyalty but that's just again my opinion um you have a lot of these moving parts at the end of the day yes the kids are getting paid and as they rightfully should um how what 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 could you see the potential ramifications of this becoming though could it get worse could it get better do you you know can should there be something to regulate it i mean i that's what i always want to see uncertainty of all of it yeah i think it should be regulated i to be honest let's start by saying people get been getting paid yeah so now is there's ways that they could they could do it over the table right so now (laughs) they could show that they're paying i mean because like at the end of the day if if I could go here and get a free Tahoe to drive while I'm at school, yeah, why would I go over there? Who isn't going to give me a free Tahoe? Yep. So it's the playing field. Once they decided this, they leveling the playing fields out the door. Yeah. Right. So, um, and then it becomes like what's what's big for your city. If there's something that's big in Sacramento, um, so housing is expensive here yeah so if these guys are getting scholarship and they have to stay on campus and i'm managing an apartment complex and zachary chappelle's a, 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 i need him in the commercial i'm going to give him a one-bedroom apartment because that's the biggest expense yeah so it just depends on the demographic but i think it should be regulated because uh we're not teaching the kids what to do with the money that we're giving them so exactly um uh, trust maybe I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think I think revenue share percentage makes more sense than making them go and earn it themselves. Yeah. It's still not NCAA taking accountability for the business that right. they're in. What right. it is, is it's saying, all right, now you guys can go make some too. Right, right. We're going to share the pie with you. What they should be doing is they should be giving them a percentage of revenue. Um, and that what I think is that percentage of revenue should be going into a trust account or to a fund and – you either have to graduate school. So now you're promoting finishing school. Mm-hmm. Um, if you leave in a year, all the shack, all these guys are coming back and graduating school. So yeah. now if you leave in a year and go pro, you're not worried about the trust fund money because you're doing that for millions of dollars. Exactly. Anyways, right. Exactly. So, but everyone doesn't go pro as right. we know. And so the guys that need it finish out their career, get their degree or do whatever they need to do or whatever the requirements can be regulations can be not only are they debt free they have a pot of money waiting for them at the end so now they have a life they have they have a a jump start to their life now that's different than giving the 18 year old 800 
thousand dollars right now. Right. He's gonna go buy a car, a chain, right, buy some stuff for his parents. Go to the club a couple nights. Everybody's bills are gonna be due all of a sudden. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it doesn't really help catapult them anywhere. Um, I think. I mm-hmm. think that it's gonna make a mess. Yeah. We'll see how it evolves. I definitely hope uh I hope if not family members, but at least well, it's, it's tough to say even colleges, but I would hope there's more because there's things we know now that I wish I would have known when I was 18, right. you know, about just, how, how credit worked and right, savings accounts exactly. and all that type of stuff. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I'm hoping they teach them or some sort of mentorship about that. That's what I'm saying. You're going to give them and you're going to give them an opportunity to get NIL money, but you're not teaching them money management. Exactly. So it's like that should be a requirement. Yeah. Um, but I just I think that college athletes should get paid. I don't think they should have to go earn it on their own name. I, I think agree. they should get some of the money that they're bringing in. Yep, totally agree with you on that. So I wanted to talk back about AAU for the next hot take. Um, in, in my – so, you know, I'm heavy in this, right? Like anyone can see that on my social media, doing this shit every day. I'm literally about to go coach tomorrow in Hayworth and fly to Ladera and go coach in L.A. And this is, this is what I do. But um, more and more – and it's not, it's not indicative of all of AU, so I want to make that clear. But it, it is starting to trickle down further and further. You, I do run across a lot of entitled parents, a lot of egos. I mean, you did, like you said, you did a, a sponsored program with an NBA player. And I'm sure you ran into shit. And it's like, I'm trying to understand this mentality of, Something and I had did an episode about this, but for some reason I feel people think basketball or AU basketball should be either low cost to free. And I'm trying to understand that logic because people understand when they sign their kids up for football, they gotta pay for those pads, they gotta pay and, and nobody like makes a big deal about it. or you go to volleyball, you know, AU volleyball right. or, or baseball or softball or you know what cheer. I mean? Yeah, cheer or cheer. Yeah, exactly. And and, and and don't they have like their major tournaments in like Florida and stuff all the time? So it's like and, and those parents they just understand it and they're like, right. you know, I gotta pay for it and it is what of course you're gonna fundraise and figure things out. But right. something about and and maybe again, maybe it's cause it's Black people, maybe it's just because a sense of entire. I don't know, man, but it just seems like more and more I'm running into parents that they don't want to invest in their kids. And what I mean by that, they don't want to pay for training. They want trainers. They want to give their kid a leg up. They don't want to invest in it. And if their kid happens to be talented as a eight-year-old, they think like, oh, my kid's about to go D1, and or the kid thinks that themselves, and everything should be laid out and free for them for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? It just makes right. no sense. Yeah. I'm just curious your take on that or what? What if you had any thoughts about that. Well, with my program, I got lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great group of parents. Um, we had a group of parents that, to be honest, I don't think I've ever had any conversations like about minutes. <laughs> Nice, man. I mean, the the, the conversations that we did have were, like, short-lived. Like, can I go play with this team this weekend? No. Right. You know, I mean, if you do, that's fine. But let me know because I'm going to fill your spot. There you Um, go. So we kind of – and I got lucky. Like I said, I had a bunch of parents that were kind of on board. Um, Isaiah Bates' grandfather, he paid his monthly fee every month knowing that he wasn't going to play. Wow. And he came in and he said, you know what, I, I respect what you're doing. 
and that you're holding them accountable. Right. And so um, there's there's different parents uh, for different things. As far as the, the, the finances go, I think because you do have those programs out here. So people are going to equate a big program mm-hmm. with a, a money program, right? <laughs> so it's a difference between right. you having a big program, having all these teams and everyone's got to pay and that's got to keep the bills and and having a sponsored team with eight teams and everybody's got right all the gear. So um the the I think parents are seeing that. They see the sponsored teams and and like you said, you got Johnny who's nice at eight and he you got this coach over here and he's like, How much you pay over three something a month? Come we got him. Come over here, we got him and he's he, he can you know what I mean? Like and so when you have so much of that going on, I think that's what triggers yeah, specific parents to be like, well, we have just as many kids as them. Why are they free and and we're not? Right, you know. And then so they start to kind of do that, and then and then they don't really value, they don't really value what what you do, right? What we do. They right. don't really value the coaching. They don't they don't value the fact that you got the parent yelling at you over here. Mm-hmm. You got the ref to deal with. You got the players to deal with, and their and their egos and their, and their mentalities, yeah. and you got to keep in. And you're trying to win a game, <laughs> working with youth, right? So we're working with you. So you're working with kids. You're working with development. Mm-hmm. So you got to teach this kid without breaking them. Right. That's a balance that a lot of parents don't understand. Right. And so they, you know, I, I think that parents just don't really get what's coming with basketball. Right. Like uh, the discipline, the the structure, the family environment, the learning how to persevere. Like there's a lot of basketball to me is the the most amazing sport because you can't hide. Yeah. I agree with you on that. You got a hat. You could throw some glasses on if you want. Mm-hmm. Football, you got a visor. You got a whole helmet. You just I mean, home. I've yeah. seen pro football players in the, and that came into my barbershop and my barbers are like, that's Witherspoon. I'm like, what? And you like, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm 54. I'm like, oh. I've never seen his face before. Right, right. You know what I mean? But basketball, you turn the ball over, you're right there in front yeah. of the crowd. You can't hide. Face is out. You get dunked <laughs> on. You get your shot blocked. You know right. what I mean? So it builds character. Right. Naturally. Um, same thing in practice. You know what I mean? You're, you're around there. It's a small. What do they do in, when you go to school and you want to get max out of your class? What they do? They make smaller classes. Smaller classes. classes. Yep. So basketball is that. Basketball is a smaller class size. And so I think um, I don't think the parents really are grasping and understanding right. that part of basketball. So for like for football, like you said, they see pads, they see this, they see mm-hmm. helmets, they, they see value. Right. Basketball, it's all intangible things. So mm-hmm. they don't see that value. And I think that's where the problem comes in. Fair enough. Well, then. So I wanted to wanted to talk a little bit of NBA. Let's get into the fun stuff there real quick. And then uh We'll do a reaction video and then pretty much get out of here. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so I wanted to – obviously, well, first off, who, who's your NBA team? You got a team or a player? What, what uh, Who you got? I'm, I'm a player. Okay. I was I, – I used to like the Bulls growing up, of All right, course. I've always enough. been a Pippen fan. All right. My That's what's player. up. He's always been my favorite player. You I'm still a Pippen fan now even though he went a little crazy? He needed to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Pippen needed to shut up. Yeah, I love him now. His right, game right. is his <laughs> game. But he, he tripping thinking right. he was just as good as Mike. <laughs> but uh, I, I'll argue with my friends. Though. I tell him, man, Pippen was as good as Mike. Right, right, right. Yeah, no. Um, I like Giannis. Oh, yeah. Um, I like watching Giannis a lot. Uh, 
I'm really big on the mellow ball right now. Okay. That's a guy I really like to watch too. Okay. Um, John Moranzo obviously must see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fun kid. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Um, so I just like the game right now. I just kind of been watching everybody. I like Devin Booker. Okay. He's underrated. Yep. CP3, of course. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, um, he's... He is the last of a dying breed, bro. Yeah, so I, I like Steph. This this year, actually, it's crazy. We've been having this debate in the barbershop for yeah. about five years. And this is the first year that I was like, all right, Steph might be better than Allen Iverson. It's hard. And then when you watch some highlights, you're like, ah, oh, never mind. I don't know. But when you watch Steph live. Man, he's, he's good. He's, he's different. What he does is. Yeah, he's different. What he does at his height. At that level, yeah. you know, he's just, and he's different. I mean, I like watching Steph, so I don't really have a team, but yeah, players. all right. Well, so you know, well, like I said earlier, I'm a Warriors fan. Watching uh, the Memphis Warriors series has been interesting to say the least. You know, you got the flagrant fouls. Um, shout out to Gary Payton Jr., man, getting his elbow. Man, that kid is. He's persevered from so much, man. People just don't know that guy's story. I tell them that that's if you guys get a chance, that's one guy's story you guys should check out, man. Gary Payton Jr., you would think, oh, he's an NBA legend son. Yeah. It was just easy. It's like, nah, y'all don't understand that kid. Yeah, another brother with the same name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same age. <laughs> so I'm like, man, um, the one guy really uh, – there's two guys I really want to kind of delve into. Um because they kind of embody a lot of what I see as far as the negative of AAU, because obviously my show always circles back to that for the most part. Um, the first being James Harden. Mm -hmm. um, he, to me, he comes across, and again, uh, you know, this is my opinion, I'd say it to his face if he was sitting here right on my couch, but um, very incredibly talented player who didn't, who put in the work to maximize the talent. But once he did, it was just, he just coasted off of it. And now it's starting to catch up to him because, you know, he's notoriously known. He's going to be in the club. He's going to be in a strip club. He's going to go out. He's going to drink. He going, you know, and it's, it is what it is. Like I, I know plenty of dudes did. I, when I was in college, I fucking did my shit, you know? And so I'm not mad at that, but it's like, you can see the residual, especially now, because he's just he's not having a great series at all. Um, it's just looking like, you know, he's hurt his own legacy. You know what I mean? And and I've seen AU kids like that, is what I'm saying. I've seen a kid that's a, that was amazing in sixth grade. Everybody loved him, told him he was amazing. He was amazing in seventh grade, amazing in eighth grade, right? Pretty much amazing in ninth grade, but didn't necessarily – work on their game the way they should have sure, or maybe right. take it as serious as they should have or kind of coasted on their talent you know and then maybe they didn't get a little as tall as they thought they were going to get or they never developed that jump shot everyone told them to you know right. and then by the time junior senior year they're out of time right you know what i'm saying and obviously harden he made it to the league and made millions so clearly he's not he he won as far as it overall comes in life but we're talking about as hoopers measuring it as a basketball player and wanting that championship, you know? I think it's a passion thing. Yeah. I think that, um, and that's the same thing with AAU. And if the kid's getting too much love too soon, he don't want to work for it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, growing up, all we think about is how much money we want to make. I want to be rich when I get older. I want to do this. I want to do that. So then we take these kids that are 18 to 25 
and we make them richer than they ever been. Yeah. And then we don't, I, I, there's no real, like, because of the way the sport works, the player, players are in control, right? So um, there's no real checks and balances. I mean, if the end goal is to be rich, and I'm rich, what I'm working for. Right. Now you know what, what I mean? Exactly. So like, and, and you're front-loading my contract. You can give me right. $60 million guaranteed. <laughs> enough money for me and my kids and their kids right. forever. Right. So, so it's like, now what? Right. It, and and then it's like, oh, he came in the camp out of shape. What'd you expect? You gave him $200 yeah. million. <laughs> you gave him 60 of it up front. You right. You know what I mean? And you gave him a car. And you right. gave him a jet and an expense card. And so I think that the level of with the the luxuries have gotten to and 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 the reason why I bring that up in the NBA is because you see that at the AAU level mm-hmm. you the level of the luxuries it doesn't require for these kids to work i mean even even my my big guy Dejan he's coming to city um the unsigned senior circuit and it's like uh, i'm, I'm going to go play i'm like all right well do you need anything oh no they 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 got it <laughs> all right yeah we didn't have that no. when I was a kid. No, you know I what I mean? Like, my dad was like, well, how much that's going to cost? Right. I got to drive you all the way to L.A.? Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. So the luxuries that these guys have, I think that's what that's what pushes it away. I think that's what gives the benefit of a program like you. You have a big program, but you don't have – you have some luxuries, but you right. don't have all the luxuries of a fully sponsored program. No, so I don't. these guys still got to work. Yeah, and, and I don't so, lie to them about that. I don't sugar – like, I tried to recruit a lot this year for my U.A. circuit. Right. And um, uh, PHPS definitely, uh, when they heard I was trying to go at them, they definitely right. undercut me. And they were like, no, no, don't go to Y. And that's fine. I mean, that's just part of the game. But, I'm just, but yeah, I'm very transparent with my kids and right. parents. I say, hey, you know, this costs money. We can fundraise. We can work for it. We can right. do stores, you know, uh, car wash, what, what, whatever we can try to do to make it happen. But right. do I have, um, you know, uh, a millionaire coming in with a check every year saying, here, Chris, let me just – Go make it happen and see what's gonna happen with that is your program the the, the kids that want to work hard are gonna gravitate right and you're gonna get a stud every now and then yeah, yeah. whose parents gonna take them out of your program because they're gonna expect a different kind of treatment right. or, or they're gonna have like you said you'll have somebody saying hey, hey I got why everything you, why are you paying for that when you can come over we got shit what size you <laughs> you know what I mean like and and how where how we got to the point to where I remember when we were doing our AAU program, there was like some strict rules, like you have to charge a minimum of forty five dollars a month, or mm-hmm. else it's not con- even yeah. on a fully sponsored program, yeah. or else it's considered a violation. Right. right. So now it's like, who knows what's going on? It's the wild but, west out here. Yeah, bro. and it really like, is. And and it's it's it, these kids are for sale to the highest bidder, and I think that's hurting AAU basketball, and it's giving AAU basketball a bad name because you get these kids. And these parents are holding these kids back, and yeah, the whole back yeah, thing is a like, whole so other much, topic. Yeah, it's, there's so much things that people are doing to try and put themselves atop of of a, a a list of people that you really don't even need to be at the top of. Right. When it comes to schools and getting recruited, there's a fit. There's a fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a level. There's a fit for everybody. So you could be the best player. You know, if I'm the the best point guard in the city. And Sac State needs a center. You're not going to Sac State. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm the best point guard in the city. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, 
And, that, and parents have to understand that. And if, once they understand that with AAU, it'll make it easier because now it's like hunt development. Don't hunt like glitz and glamour and, and where the spark. Like, I like, like that. Oh, well, what, what, what tournaments are you playing and who's going to be viewing? Do you think that you need someone viewing your son right now? Right. He needs to develop first. I like that. You want me to put him in front of Clemson? Right. For what? Exactly. So they can say, nah. Right. We ain't watching them guys no more. <laughs> like, no. Like, you need a, you your kids need to develop and they need to be willing to like that's gonna it's an investment. And that's and that's what I always bring up to parents too. I say, Well, you know, especially on my teams, I say you gotta ask yourself what's more important to you. Is it wins and like you said, the glitz and glamour and just you know, saying I'm a part of this, you know, I'm I'm a part of team, why not? I'm a part of the Oakland Soldiers and we're right. winning it. Like, is that what's super important to you? Or is it actually developing, learning the game, going back to your high school better than when you left? You know, is that important to you? Because right. I do think you need a combination of both because you, you, you are trying to showcase your athletes. But, um, I you know, I can use my team as an example. We, we went on this UA circuit on the rise side. We're six and three. Um, this is my first year on that circuit, so they were very impressed because they were like, usually first-year teams don't do it like this, but a lot of the kids I've had on my team, I've had them since they were in sixth grade. So it's not like I, I recruited a couple of new kids, but for the most part, this is my core guys, and I, I'm i very realistic with my players and them. I knew we would be formidable on the circuit. Right. Did I think, you know, we're going to, it's going to be like a damn movie and we're going to win it all and take home the championship? Uh, we'll see. But I did think to myself, okay, this team is very talented and formidable enough to compete. And I'm not going to sell my boys a dream and bullshit them and sit there and say like, oh, no, we're going to be amazing or all that stuff. So what Well, what I'm saying to all that is they're still developing, even right. through this process of going on the circuit and playing against these top-tier teams and stuff. I don't forget that component because that's ultimately the the joy i find in it right. i know for a fact that a lot of the coaches on those circuits and a lot of the a lot of coaches in general that that have the ties to the to the shoe circuit teams and the sponsor teams their 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 goal isn't the development biggest and best yeah just give them the biggest and best yeah they can put them out there let them play and hopefully they'll win some games and yeah but that's not that's why you have i mean all these guys i mean you have all these guys that, i mean not to i mean you're making it to the pro so i can't really say much but like harry giles mm -hmm. if he developed yeah no, the I skill get set that he had you know what yeah. i mean so you got all these guys and but he was he was pedestal from when he was in the eighth grade. And that um, makes it <laughs> just so hurts him, man. Made it easy for him. He, you know, team to team, and it, it, you know, you got guys like. I mean, I look at guys like Michael Beasley. Yeah, played at four or five high schools. He still had a good NBA career. Yeah, now yeah. imagine if he'd been somewhere that made him lock in and develop. really develop. We'd probably be talking about him like we talk about Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, to I totally agree you know what with I mean? you. So it's just. Um, yeah, guys, guys, you have you have a guy. So I got got to look at you. I actually was recruiting Devin. Um, Who's that? Devin who? Devin uh, uh, from uh, is it? Which school? Wood. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wood. So yeah, um, I was recruiting him, and then uh, there's a couple of Sheldon guys that I mm -hmm. that I recruited. Um, some so I know, I mean 
you got guys that are de- that are willing to develop. Yes. And so guys, and you can always tell guys that are willing to develop because they don't come in when you recruit them and you talk to them. They don't say, "I'm waiting on an offer." Right. Right. That I'm a coach. I'm still playing. We're gonna see what happens, and I, you know, I want to try and get better. Yeah. Um, and I and I just try to advocate for him, man. I just try to be realistic and advocate for him. I just think, you know, the like what James Harden represents. He he represents kind of what I see at the at the AAU sometimes with some of these kids not maximizing or getting to their potential. It trickles down. Yeah, it does. It trickles down, man. These guys don't, you know. I to me, what I think changed for James Harden is the way they call the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's definitely. They said they're going to stop calling those fouls. They're not going to let them rip through and catch mm-hmm. people's arms. They're not going to let them create the contact right. and shoot seventeen free throws a game. Yeah, that, that changes things. Yeah. So. Um, but had you develop your game with all the skills that you got, you know what I mean? Like he should be, he hasn't gotten any better since he started getting his own team. Right. Right. He just got more shots. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He hasn't gotten any, his better. best shot was those rocketeers and, right. and he got to shoot the ball 34 times. A game. Right. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of people that could do that. Right. Shoot the ball that many times. So yeah, it, but it trickles down. It's, it's, uh, I mean, and then you got guys like, you like like Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. If you watched him in the AAU circuit, then you knew. Yeah, you knew like he's gonna. Right, right. That kid develops. He's yeah. working. He, he's good. They said he couldn't shoot that one year. The next year, he eight threes in the tournament. You mm. know what I mean? Stuff like that. So there's just it just depends on the kid and the program. And and, no, lot, no. and unfortunately, a lot of these programs that are big names are just hearing they're seeing a highlight, seeing this kid go crazy, and like all right. It's the brand. Let's bring him to Indianapolis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or let's bring him over here. Let's bring him over here. And there and you got all these local kids that are working. And you flying kids in from other every I mean, it, it amazes me why a California kid would fly in to play with a team in Colorado. And why a Colorado kid would fly in to play with a <laughs> California team. Like why? It's hot. They you know, they guys, think it's something bigger and better out there. It's just it's just weird to me. And it's like you you and then it, even the coach like you. So you got all this talent in your backyard, and you're gonna bring like. There, there was a point in time when the PHPS team was bringing guys from Europe. Oh wow! Okay, you got a you got a European point. These guys didn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like me, right? But he didn't speak English. Six four, and he was a right. bucket. But right, you know what I mean. But we got guys here that. That need to it. get exposure too, like, and ultimately it's got to be about helping the kids and tapping and and our community. You got to yeah. tap into our community big time. That's why you always see when you see me post on even guys that don't come to Sac City. Yeah. I'll, I'll still help them if I right. can help them. And when that when they commit or when they go somewhere, Sac's got talent. Right, like we got talent here. And, we do, and, and and people don't really, you know, because of there's a lot of backbiting. I mean, even even in like in the trainer world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't, don't go oh. to that trainer. Oh, oh bro. Yeah. That's a whole nother episode. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> like, it's yeah. the same thing as yeah. AAU, yeah. though. Like, right. why are you playing with that program? Why are you playing with that? It's just like, are Trust you playing me. over there? Cool. They got some good coaches. Listen to them. Take as much as you can get. If you need something different, yeah. come here. Yeah, it doesn't right. have to be better or right. worse or more or less. Just different. Just, just different. different. And right. That's yeah. And that's the thing I've I've been trying. I've always pride at least myself on. I don't speak bad about other programs. I just challenge myself to make YBA better right. that's all that, I do man I'm the same way I was telling coach that just like a week ago I was talking to coach Jones and I was like man I just 
I just want to be the best recruiter. Yep. I don't want to down talk any other school. Like when I talk to, you know, you want to go to CRC or you want to go to this school. That's cool. They got some great coaches over yeah. there. Bernard used to be able to go. John right. was a beast in the paint. Yeah. I think we're going to be better. Right. If you want to go there, that's hey, more power to good you. luck. Exactly. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I just try to push that. Like I told Coach, I, I, you know, I want to I want to be able to get the guys that if I can help it, we're going to be the one and done. Right. Juco and, the, you know, right, what I mean? right, right. So, like, why, why, how come only San Francisco City gets yeah. kickbacks? Yeah, San Francisco, they do. You know yeah. what I mean? Why does, why does only Yuba get guys that were going to go to San Francisco, but then a kickback came and bumped them out of the way, and then they ended up right. at Yuba? Yuba. Those yep. are the top two teams in that division, and then everybody else is garbage. Right. Like, it just doesn't make sense. So, wow. for me, like, I want to see CRC get good players. Mm-hmm. I want to see Folsom get good players. You know, I, I keep a note in my phone. Right. All the guys I recruit that go to the places <laughs> and we play against them, right. I keep that record. Right. You know what I mean? I, I'm competitive. Right. I love sports. But ultimately, I just want to see these guys get out of here. Like doing Big, the right Big thing. Dylan, he just uh, signed from CRC. Yeah. He just signed with Sonoma State. I recruited him when he was in high school. Nice. I've stayed in touch with him the whole time, throughout COVID, the whole time. And, and when he was done, I said, hey, man, you get some calls from the schools you got. If you need some help, let me know. Good. Sent his information out to a couple coaches that I know. Um, Shout out to Coach Rich, I know, uh, from San Loma State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, for me, it's all about getting these kids out of here. Very getting cool. them to see something else. Like I said, when I came to Sacramento from Fresno, I had never seen anything other than Fresno, San Luis Obispo, right. and Sacramento. That right. was it. And so... You know, I know a lot of these, a lot of my AAU players, they had never, you know, been on a plane <laughs> until we put <laughs> and, them on. Right. And now you're putting them in a position where you can help them out. Right. Well, then, so then the last player I want to talk about in conjunction with, like, everything we're saying, Ben Simmons. So he, to me, embodies what AAU really has evolved into, this young prima donna, you know, do you even care about basketball type shit? You know what I mean? Like, cause that's, you know, that's what I see when I see him. I've seen AU kids that act like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've met kids that, I, that, and, and parents who enable that behavior of the kids like that. And I look at him, I'm just amazed at it. Like yeah, this kid is 15 years old. And yeah, again, Ben Simmons is like an adult version of what I've seen out here. But these kids nowadays, they emulate what they see. Yeah, they emulate if they if you if this kid thinks he's Ben Simmons or is as good as Ben Simmons, he's gonna act like that, <laughs> and that's the that's the tough part. But yeah, Ben Simmons is giving the game a black eye. Yeah, you know he, what I mean. If he's giving the game, I mean, unless he's, I think that it could be unfair. It could be unfair that the league is doing like you know they don't they don't put out the information they need because if he just had back surgery or something yeah. like that. Now, if there's an excuse, then give the people an excuse. But if there's not an excuse, then he's giving the game. It's the, it's it's the tough t- to be his teammate. Man, it's yeah, it's the timing of it all. I mean, yeah. he was complaining in Philly. Yeah. Even and then, James Harden yeah. forcing his way out. It's yeah. it tough to be those guys' right. teammates. Right, for real, man. I, you know, what he did in Philly, he didn't didn't want to be there. Didn't go practice all that. And then you're seeing photos and reports of him going out to the clubs, and st- so it's like, wait a minute, you're dealing with mental health and injury, but you cool enough to go trick off some money and mental health has become and i got you got to be careful i got to be careful <laughs> because uh, to me in my opinion growing up you know i'm 41 years old mm-hmm. 
I don't remember mental health being as big as me either. It is. And I, I talked the same shit on this show too. I don't remember a whole bunch of suicides. And I don't remember a whole bunch of We went through a hell of a lot more. I don't remember yeah. a whole bunch. Like, I just don't remember it. Um, not to say it didn't exist. Of course, people have, you know, problems, but. Yeah. Maybe we were thicker skinned. Maybe we were raised. To we were for sure things. had thicker skin than so, this generation. So the mental health thing to me has become a crutch. Yeah, I um, agree. It's it's almost like when you're hurt. You know how they say, when, you, when as a player, you want to get hurt, you want to miss practice, you want to miss conditioning. Say your back hurts. Right. They can't tell you it doesn't. Right. So mental health is kind of like that. To That's me, become that where new it's thing. Like guys are like, just say mental health. Right. Just say like Kyrie. Same thing. Just say mental health. Like I agree with him on 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 his stance, right? right. As far as not wanting to take the, the vaccine, yeah, the vaccine. I, yeah, I yeah, that's that different. Yeah, shoot. and and he and he he lived on his principles, right. which at the end of the day, that's what. And and so so you can respect that, right? Um, the before that happened, they're just missing from the team and saying, "I'm just taking some personal days." That's yeah. You're getting paid thirty seven million dollars a year. Like people get paid thirty seven dollars an hour, and they gotta work for a year before they get two weeks off. What right. makes you think you can just not come and then? And I, and health. I and I do think there's somewhat of a disconnect in that regard. Like when it comes to NBA players in particular, because I will say with NBA players, we, NBA ba- basketball players in general, I'm just be keep it a buck. Like we we kind of get to live a very interesting lifestyle in terms of we're athletes, but we're notable. Like even, even if you're local, like, you know, we all know like the guys who ball, like, like me, you, Matt Johnson and all we, we know each other in this area. You know what I mean? And people know us, you know, like I know there's people who, who know me. I, I don't know them. I've never met, but I'm not, I don't think that makes me above anything or makes me some type of uh, celebrity. It's just like, so, but we get a taste of that. You know what I mean? Like we get a little bit when you're in college and you're around it, you know, around women and the fun life and stuff. And so it's like, man, when you get in the league, that gets magnified by a a thousandfold on top of your rich. Right. Right. So I can imagine they start to get that disconnect of like, they forget even though Who they are yeah right. you know even though they they've earned their money and rightfully so because they put in the work and they've made it happen it's like do you forget though the people that are watching you are still there's still people without jobs there's still um the highest percentage of homelessness right now and that's you the know thing, like, and that, that's the thing so it's like you can't question mental health right? right so that's why i feel like it's become a crush because you can't you can't really question yeah and it. you but can't like, disprove it or nothing the majority of mental well where I come from, yeah, in the hood, from from Fresno, where it's rough. The majority of mental health is bills is due. It, it's stress. It's yeah. things piling up. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. How much you stressing? Right. You got somebody cooking your food. You got somebody <laughs> driving you wherever you need to go. Right. You got you know, a house with an elevator in it. Like your mental health is like I mean, and like I said, you can't say I'm not saying there there wasn't something wrong with his right. mental health, but like. You get to show up and play basketball for millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, and this is new. This mental health thing, people been your age getting paid millions for years and they haven't had mental health issues because they got booed for passing a ball they should have dunked. Right. You didn't have mental health issues until that. <laughs> 
You know what I right? mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, Ben Simmons is. Yeah. He, he, he a sucker for that shit, yeah, I'll say. <laughs> you a sucker for what you're doing, bro. That, yeah, because <laughs> you didn't have mental issues and mental health issues until niggas was like, you should have done that. Right. Like, what you doing? You know what I mean? Excuse my language, but like. You know, nah, like, I know exactly yeah, what you, you mean, bro. You should have dunked the ball, bro. Nah, like, and now you're mad, and then you yeah. get mad at your coach, and then you want out. Then, then, then you have mental health issues, and then you're back. Instead of them, and then basically all they were saying to you is, hey, man, we paying you this money. You need to develop a jump shot. Yeah. And you say, well, I'm out. Or even don't develop a jump shot. Take one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of guys who had Draymond Green. Right, jump shot, but he'll shoot. He'll shoot if he open. Giannis, right. Same thing with Giannis. Everyone put build the wall, build the wall. He's like, all right, well, I'm going two for seven. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just got the courage to do it. Yeah, he wouldn't even shoot it. He's he's kind of, he he just. I just I don't and I don't buy the mental health thing. And like I said, you can't. It sucks because you can't really. You can't disprove it. Yeah, you can't disprove it, and you're not supposed to criticize it because then if. Something does happen to him. Yeah, because like everybody. Because yeah, because now you're you're insensitive or you're not respecting the mental health community. And yeah, again, I I don't give a shit. This is my podcast, my show. I talk all the shit yeah, I yeah, want. Some, yeah, some people, some people really have mental health issues. Yes, like, and I empathize with those people, people absolutely. For some people, I mean, I'm just wondering what, like, I I know where I know what makes me depressed and yeah. what makes me angry and what makes me crazy. I know when. When I got my businesses is all moving too fast and a lot of stuff is piling up, I know where my mental health issues come from, right? Um, I know that I had some some traumatizing things in my childhood. Mm -hmm. So I know that that, you know, there's some issue things that come from that. But I can tell you what, $30 million a year. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be cool. <laughs> you'll you go know? cry in a bag of money yeah, real quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cool. I, or I'm going to get the best help possible. Yep, you're right. I'm not gonna come out public and say I'm having mental health issues because I got the number one therapist in the nation because it's I could pay a million dollars a session if I need to. Very cool. So there's really no excuse. You're right. I um with uh with Kyrie mentioning Kyrie and Draymond as of recent, you know they uh they flipped off the crowds because the crowds were being assholes and rightfully so in my opinion that that bridge between spectator and player basketball is the only sport where you're that close to right. the athlete right and obviously we all know the malice in the palace and how legendary that was and just all that i don't think it would ever escalate to that ever again because there's just too much security and too much you know but as a basketball player, I and and just a man, just someone is like, I do believe fans need to understand, like, because because some of the shit I've, I mean, I've gone to NBA games and all that stuff, and and you know, I, it's funny when hoopers go to NBA games, we really just kind of sit back and just Watch enjoy the, the hoop. Yeah. We just enjoy the hoop. Yeah. But I've been around those fans that talk crazy shit and all that, and I'm like. I look at him like that, like that motherfucker six ten, yeah, three hundred. Like you wouldn't say, like you wouldn't say none of this to his face unless you had a gun. Okay, now you feel tough because you got a gun. But you know, why, where do you think this is coming from? Because I don't just maybe the media. I don't know. Access. Just yeah, access. I think it's just everyone's too accessible. Just remember when, remember when you have to wait outside the arena. Yeah, 
to catch the player driving in and hope that they had yeah 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 pass. right and that's how you can see him right <laughs> at now, Arco Arena I remember right, those now, days <laughs> now we seeing them at getting their pregame meal mm-hmm. they're on social media people recording them like there's just there's so much access that I think people feel like they can be entitled and and that's I, I mean I don't disagree with them flipping the crowd like, yeah me either like you got at, at some point you know you and and they rich right they can afford the fun <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like yeah you gotta at some point people gotta understand what they where what they're doing and and some stuff is gonna basketball is an emotional sport it is it's, it's a real emotional sport especially playoff basketball yeah uh, especially when you're went through everything that Kyrie went through this year with Brooklyn went through and they were on the verge of getting swept. And he, right. I mean, you, you're a hooper. Yeah. You know, when you can't beat a team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, and it's he, tough. They knew they couldn't right. beat Boston. Right. And so that's why all their responses were, were matching that. And so I think Kyrie and Draymond's responses were, I mean, I think that's what they get. I mean, like, like the dude on the airplane with Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, man, that was hilarious. Like stupid games, you get stupid <laughs> for real. You know what I mean? And, like, and, and I know you mentioned you're a boxing fan, like me. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm for sure a boxing fan. So when I saw Tyson, uh, I'm like, you can't go. You got to leave people alone, <laughs> right? And, and and everybody's like, oh, Mike Tyson's wrong. He should know better. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Like you, people, we have to stop making it okay for people to disrespect people yeah. we have to start letting people get held accountable and then that's the only way it's gonna we, happen we live in a culture nowadays where because there's cameras all over the place people think they can yeah. right you know like oh if i have that camera you're not gonna do nothing because yeah. i can take you to jail or all that but or sue yeah yeah and then like the judges need to start upholding yeah. stuff too like what do you mean what are you talking to this man like, like yeah, this for exactly. on the instead of oh well you know you can't put your hands on nah, people that's man. bullshit because people need to leave people alone we are in a culture where people forget like back in our day you could get knocked the fuck right. out right <laughs> yeah, like you didn't and, and that's the thing so right. people it's been we're, you're so protected now that people are, it ain't the same no more whereas you I remember like even just something simple like for us as kids we didn't curse in front of old people yeah in the yeah, grocery store absolutely I was in Safeway the other day I couldn't believe it I'm like y'all don't see me standing right here like, they don't I'm for sure old enough to be all of y'all daddy right y'all and they just don't, don't care they don't they no don't. respect I think it's just a it's just a, a different culture man yeah and, and and for all the great things the internet has done you know because I'm not gonna see her act like I'm literally on a podcast, so clearly right. there's right. there's yeah. something that's to be said. But yes, uh, it, it it we need to we need to start giving back to uh, a few ass whoopings. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> few. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Fans, fans are throwing things. Yeah, fans are making comments, and you got family up there. Yeah, you got kid, people's kids in the stands. Um, I remember when the King, when Paul Westfall, coach for the Kings. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were on Paul Westfall and I'd be in the family section I, I was cutting hair you know for yeah. the team at the time a couple of players and um, I'd be in the family section and his family would be right here and there'd be like even the players family like mad because their family member isn't playing Yeah, and the things that they would be saying and I got caught up in it you know right. for a while like man you know talking to this person man Westfall don't know what he's doing right, right, right. and then it's just like there's a lane, there's right? A lane for everybody to stay in. You know what I mean? And it's just like uh, the fans just feel too entitled. <laughs> they need to stop that shit. Yeah.
Steve. Thanks for being here, brother. I know uh, we had a lot to talk about, so no, I appreciate you taking the time to do that, man. Um, again, I want to give a couple quick shout outs real quick. Uh, shout out to Marcus Kirkland. Um, he's going to be doing my show uh, pretty soon as a guest host. I uh, want to give a shout out to Jordan Lewis, Drifty J. Uh, congratulations getting 100 subscribers. You know, he's one of them ball his life type YouTube hoopers. Putting Sacramento on the map with that. Also, shout out to DB by the bag. Um, um, I used to coach him. He's a rapper now. You know, all these kids love him. So I appreciate that, man. Uh, but no, man, thanks for being on the show. I do appreciate you taking the time to come out here, dude. Like, uh, I love sitting down talking with basketball. Is there a. Anything left you got to say or anything, uh, any words of wisdom you want to leave out there? Nah, nothing left, man. I appreciate you having me. Uh, always love to come and talk, talk hoop, yeah. talk business, yeah. talk life. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. No problem. Man. Uh, again, I'm going to have links to his social media, to Steve's social media, his uh, his barbershop. Um, I suggest hit him up, man, um, especially if you're in the Sacramento area. Uh, learn from out there, you know, uh, we, I'm really trying to be more I want to try to get more guys like this On the show for you guys to see it Because there are people in our community Out here making some moves And and I think more and more people need to see that And know that And know that, you know Beyond basketball we can do and make a lot of things happen yeah. uh, Shout out to my last sponsor Hidden Treasures uh, uh, Cannabis um, They got some good cannabis out there Yes, in California, you know Our weed is legal So <laughs> they got some good stuff out there um, Hit them up Their links will be in the description uh, Shout out to also Mark I know you're doing your thing, man With GGT And you're out there training And doing your stuff So hopefully you'll be back on the show Sometime soon Everybody be safe out there also, follow my cameraman, Joe. Uh, he has Mirrors Media. He's doing a phenomenal job with the show. And, and follow the links to the other side shows like Coach's Rise Time and stuff. Thank you for listening. Know that you're great. If you're supporting and you're hitting that subscribe button, I really appreciate you. Even if you're not, thank you for taking the time to get to the uh, end of the show. And everybody be safe.